All right, let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for today. This is a day you have made. We rejoice and we're glad in it. But I, just like David, we are excited to come into your presence. We are always in your presence, but we're excited to, you know, come share your word with your people. We're excited, to, we're excited to share the love that is in our hearts, and we're excited to share the excellence that is in our spirits. We're excited to share the grace and peace that you have given us for the world. Father, we're excited to share your your truth. We're excited to share your mercy. Father, mm -hmm. we thank you for the entrance of your word, bringing light for Tizo. And today, we ask that we receive your word with meekness and gladness. We ask that you minister to our spirits and the word goes down into the fertile parts of our hearts and by your spirit it shall grow forth and bear fruits. We cast out the devil that is coming to steal the word. Father, we thank you for everything around us is excellent. You shall use us as vessels fit for your purpose. We thank you for you have made us kings and queens and priests to display your virtues. Father, we thank you and we ask that everyone that is here that has any need that they shall receive the perfect word for them today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Excellent. Amen. Excellent. Morning. Um, thank you for joining us. If this is a live stream for you, thank you. Welcome. As always, this is supposed to be interactive. Feel free to put on your comment box, you know, some of what God is telling you right now. But he did tell us that when we minister, he's going to be ministering specifically to everybody. So we want to hear what God is telling you. If you have questions, put it in the comment box. And uh, we're going to share. It's going to be interactive. You're going to hear everybody speak and share. Um, today we're going to be talking about lights. Um, but before we get to it, um, I just kind of want to use a minute and then just kind of, you know, turn to you, Dio and Mandy, just kind of share what God has been telling you throughout the last week and last couple of weeks, you know, with everything we have going on around the world. Of course, you know, this started in Hong Kong. You know, um, you know, kind of what is going on with China, and then it kind of moved over here to the U.S. And right now, there's also a situation going on, you know, specifically in Nigeria, and also in the Europe, you know, in U.K. So just kind of tell us what God is telling you, because a lot of time, you know, what happens is, you know, um, like I said, it's a pattern, you know, and I'll probably share in the next couple of weeks why I mean what I mean by when I say it's a pattern. The devil, um, he is a master, you know, he's a master tricks person. He's a trickster. And a lot of time he comes and he tries to, you know, try to put stuff around us and we forget what the real deal is, right? So this is so important that we understand what is going on. But I want you to share what is going on. You know, I've been out there in the front lines, you know, I've been sharing a lot. But I kind of want to hear you speak to our audience today, what God has put in your heart about what is going on, you know, how your, fat, how your heart feels about the matter and what you think we could be doing right now. And then, Mandy, you kind of fire our people. Okay. Go ahead, Mandy. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, well, these last past few weeks for everyone has been, has been challenging. You know, we have been, as Christians, experienced a lot of spiritual warfare. Um, what God has showed me is that destru destruction is occurring and will con continue to occur. But however, God's light and love is going to be shed very, very, very soon. Um, that is, that's going to happen. And it, it actually is happening right now because I've been watching a lot of things on social media and God is revealing, God is revealing his love and his face in all of this. Um, my heart has been heavy. I mean, we are human. 
And I do understand, you know, you, you as a human, you will sometimes go back to your flesh. But as a Christian, I encourage you to please stay strong in the word of God. Read up, pray. Um, if you need help praying, if you need guidance, please come to us. Um, Dio is very good at, at, at instructing everybody and how, how to do that. So she's great at that. Um, I just really want to give love and encourage people that God's light is prevailing. And we as vessels of God, and I say vessels because I'm a biology major, so I think about anatomy. And the source of a vessel is to bring something to an organ. And God is, is our organ. You know, God is our heart. So we're bringing we're bringing all this love and light to him. And I think you just have to keep reminding yourself that you're a representative. So when you're a representative of Christ, you have to live your life as Christ. You know, don't live it as angry. You know, I get it. We're mad. I'm angry too. You know, this is not, this is not a time where, where um, I want to shed that anger. I want to share love because we have to love up on each other during this time. And that's, that's pretty much what God has showed me and put on my heart as of right now. Amen. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so interesting that you say the word destruction, Mandy. Um, a few, maybe a couple weeks ago to a few weeks ago, I had this vision and the Lord was showing me. I was sitting with him and watching what was happening in the world. And it was dark and it was smoke in the air and commotion. And oh, it was just so much. But there was in between of that noise, uh, almost like a remnant of people dressed in white. And there was like a light that they were drawn to, but only they could see that light. Everything around them was so yeah. distracted with the darkness, you know, and it was, I was like, I, I was with God and I was like, I don't want to watch this. And he was like, no, you got to see this. And I'm like, I don't want to, but <laughs> a couple nights ago we were praying again. Um, and I heard destruction loud and clear. Like, it's like, there's no running away from the truth, you know? Um, and I, when you were talking, I felt led to go to the word destruction. And destruction means the action or process of causing so much damage to something that it no longer exists or cannot yes. be repaired. Mm -hmm. The action or process of killing or being killed or a cause of someone's ruin. And I would like to pose the question or the thought, not question, but the thought that um, this destruction could be really the dismantling of your beliefs before our Lord returns, right? So everything um, is, is, is negative, is hard, is, is gross. We hate it. I don't like this COVID-19 stuff. I don't like what's happening even now with, you know, um, the police brutality, all of that. Um, but can I just pose that this destruction is the dismantling God is tearing down and building back up um, to, to, to fortify people in him before he comes back for us? Amen. Um, I think I like how you put it, Mandy, how you said um, vessels, you mentioned how vessels bring, you know, certain sense to the organ. And it is so important that as Christians, we realize and we understand our role. Um, I, I'm going to read very quickly um, Isaiah 60 verse 1. 
And when I read Isaiah 66 verse 1, I'm going to go ahead and read something that happened in the book of Acts. Then I'll come back to Genesis. I'm telling you so you could have your fastest finger first. I know I remember when, you know, back in Sunday school many, many years ago, we have the Bible and we read very fast. So I'm going to move very fast, but I'll try to be very clear. And so you're going to understand everything God is saying today, right? Um, so Isaiah 60 verse 1, I'm going to be reading from NKJV. And then I'll read from the Amplified. Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine. For your light has come. All right. So, Mandy, again, remember what I did say, right? You talked about the vessel, right? So, um, I'm trying to, I want you to pay attention to exactly what the light is doing and how being vessels, how as Christians, how God wants you to be a light. And then we'll kind of break down the word light and break it down into really what light means for a Christian and what you should be doing. Because a lot of questions I'm getting right now from our allies, from young folks, you know, from people that are here. From people that even here that can't understand what they should do, should I go protest? I want to show you what you can do. I want to show you what you should be doing. This is what God is saying, right? So arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. I want you to see how definite he's speaking. He's not saying to them, he's saying to you. So it is kind of like, you know, like a call to arms, like a clarion call. I do talk about the, you know, the soldiers, you know, how they go for basic training and they're waiting for their MOS. For those of you that understand military language, um, MOS is your, um, your, your operational, you know, um, you know, work that you do in the military. And sometimes if you're going to be deployed overseas or to go fight in a war, you have a certain role you play in the battalion, in the troop or the artillery, right? And you are supposed to hold the line. Um, I'm sure for those of you that watch the videos that we posted, you see when the cops are saying hold the line. Why is it so important? Because if there's a weakness in the line, people could break through. And so as you on the line, uh, you on the forefront, you as a light, you have to hold the line. And so this is, I'm going to read it again from the Amplified you know, Translation. I want you to pay attention to how God put it. He said, arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your mm-hmm. light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and dense darkness all peoples. But the Lord shall arise upon you, O Jerusalem, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Um, I'm going to pause there and just turn it over to you, Dio. And, um, you know, I know, again, a lot of time we hear this thing. Tell me exactly how your spirit is ministering right now, because I do know you, you're shaking your head. I'm thinking, what is she thinking? What's God telling you right now? So please share with us, because there's just in this, you know, few verses, there's a lot to unpack. So can I share with us what you're hearing? Sorry, words are so important. Um, and I love, uh, and maybe every time we're live, I'm going to say this. I love to go to the original text um, of the scripture to really understand what God is saying, right? So it's arise. Arise means to stand up, okay? Stand up, like, like wake up, get up, right? And shine. Become light, become light you be to be or to become light your light has come and it says um for 
Yahweh or God has risen upon you. Risen means come forth, mm. right? And so it's so important that we understand what God is saying. Um, he has come upon you like, like, we have to understand who we are in Christ. Point blank, period, right? We are walking around here blinded and in despair, not understanding who we truly are. And, you know, we could sit here all day and, and go to the reason why. I mean, I think ultimately we know the reason why, you know, but you have no excuse when somebody is telling you. God is calling his people. The Bible is for his people. He's not, no, the unbelievers are not going to look at the Bible unless they're curious and boom, he's calling them, right? But ultimately, there's, there's instruction in the word of God, and he is giving people instruction right now. Okay. Stand up, be light, God is upon you. Amen. Mandy. Amen. Yes, sir. <laughs> Tell us, I mean, you, you, you hear God saying, you know, arise, you know, shine. How do you arise and shine, you know, um, and, and just specifically for you, you are uh, a white person, right? You're a white woman. How do you arise and shine in a way that, you know, people don't see you as, you know, I mean, a lot of people are not aware of what they could do as a Christian woman, as a young person, you know, with all the protests going on. How do you arise and shine? Well, um, that's a good question. Um, I think, let me, let me think about this. Let me, let me let God speak upon this. So, um, the Holy Spirit is, is within all of us that we are called, that we are Christians, you know. Um, the Holy Spirit is the light that shines through us. And I say that because God, God wants us to utilize that, you know, he also wants us to utilize our word. The word is the truth. And I think, and this is going to step on some people's toes, but I think, I think that as Christians, Christians often will manipulate the word to make it make sense to them. God doesn't want that. God wants you to read the word. God wants you to understand the word. And then God wants you to reflect the word. God does not want you to manipulate the word. God does not want you to put emotion in the word. Yes, we're passionate, but we should be passionate about God's truth. And God's truth is God's word. So you ask me as a white woman, as a young woman, and as a Christian, how can I do that? I can study. I can listen. Because before you speak upon something, you have to listen. You have to listen to what God wants you to say. Don't speak yet off of emotion, but speak off of what God wants you to say. And you'll hear it. KJ and Dio, you hear God speak to you all the time, correct? Correct. I hear God speak to me every second of my life. But it's time. This is a time of transparency. This is a time for, for us as Christian people to to eliminate our color to stand as one we have to stand up and we have to rise and that's 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 it that's all i got amen amen that's perfect um 
like I did say, I was going to read um, Acts. I'm going to read Acts chapter 12. So if you could please turn with me to Acts chapter 12. And again, I'm going to be reading from the NKJV. Something interesting happened that was pretty similar to what is happening today, just that it was a different spin. But you're going to catch it. So verse 1. Now, about the time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to further, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four scores of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Now, this is an interesting part. This is the part I was going to highlight. Five, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Now, again, the question is, what are we supposed to do? Um, I'm going to read from the message translation, verse five. All the time that Peter was under heavy guard, heavy guard, right? Under heavy guard in the jailhouse, the church prayed for him most strenuously. The church was laboring in prayer. So, um, you know, again, you know, being, you know, being in that state of, you know, wake up in a slumber, you know, arise, you know, come together. It's important that we understand we have to pray. We have to pray. We have to pray. Sweet God told me many weeks ago and said, pray for mental peace. Pray for mental health. Now, just coming out of the COVID-19 I can tell you, you have, we have data coming from the you know, Mental Health Association. Um, um, how many people actually have mental health? There's a lagging, there's a, there's a lagging number of people, and you know, Mandy, you also in the healthcare you know, field, right? Amount of people that they suffer mental health, you know, the PTSD, and there's a lot of you know, issues that come behind it. Seeing people that have lost you know, folks, people in the, you know, in the front lines, the doctors, you know, the, everybody that have been involved in some kind of way, people that have lost their jobs, you know, the mental health. And on top of that, right, then we had this stuff going on. And so, like I said, it's an assault. It's an assault on a lot of people's peace. A lot of people don't even know what to think. You know, either you're on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence or in the middle. It's a lot, you know. That's why he's saying, you know, protect your peace. Protect your peace. And how do you protect your peace where you don't understand your role? You know, so it's, it's, it's a battle. It's, it's definitely a war. And I tell people that want to listen, is the war between, you know, good and evil. And I, when I mean good, I mean, I mean God, the church, you know, his church and the devil. The devil, if you let the devil, he's going to destroy every single person. Mm. And this is not me putting a, a bad prophecy out there, but this is just the beginning. This is the end times. And I've been saying it all the long time. Jesus is coming soon. It's not a joke. If you ever thought, okay, they'd be saying this stuff, listen. You know, he did tell me specifically that he's giving people so much time to act how they wanted to act. But he said, now is the time to come back to me. Now it's time to come back and seek my face and understand exactly who I am. A lot of us on this call, we got a second chance on the call, right? It's our second chance. A lot of people, you know, you out there, you asking yourself, what exactly should I do? Listen, if you have the peace of God in your heart, you will know exactly what to do. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 119 verse 105. The world is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Why does he say that? Because you could stumble. We hear stuff about the fake news. You could go on social media and you see the way stuff is being spun around. 
go through mm-hmm. that ugly, you know, true on true. So if you don't have the light of God, you know, or the word of God in your heart, which produces light, you are going to stumble straight into a roadblock and not even know it. Yeah. The devil, like I did say, is a master at trickery. The Bible says that we cannot be unaware of his gals and tricks. This is something that he has perfected. I tell people a lot of time, you got to understand what you're fighting. The person that you're fighting, the devil, has had time. He has time on everybody. He's been here for generations for like for a long time he was there with adam think about it this man was there with adam and eve imagine adam and eve was right in the presence of god and devil came in there and put put them to put them to to strive an enemy to god at that point in time so you gotta understand that this is the same person that when job was living the best life living his dreams you know you know he was just flexing right and devil went to a meeting in heaven the devil went and was before god and he said listen I'm out here, I've been going to and fro. He'd be checking all the time, a roaring lion looking for who to devour. That's why Jesus said that as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Pray for a profound statement. He does understand. The devil, like you do know, was the same person that tempted Jesus. It's like Jesus was in the ministering, you know, like getting the word. The Bible said that angels were ministering to Jesus. You can read that in the book of, you know, Matthew 4. Angels were ministering to Jesus. The devil showed up. I want you to see the the effrontery. This the person we're fighting today. So don't come out here and tell me, oh my God, no, KJ, you're going too much about this stuff. You're stuck at this is just racism. Listen, it is racism. It is hate. It is heinous. It is violence. It is death. It's a lot of stuff. But we also understand that the devil is the father of darkness. And the fruits that come out from darkness, the fruits, mm. exhibitions. Mm. You mm. see, these are these are exhibitions, these are yeah. ways. You know, there's the, there's the sickness. Of course, you know, the Bible already told us that God wants us to be in perfect health and prosperity. So that means that God doesn't cause pestilence on his people. That means that God did not cause a pandemic like a few people are told, oh my God, he's trying to cleanse or not. That's just not true. So the devil is the one that allows sickness to happen to kill people off, whether or not you believe it. And I'll tell you this about, I'm at the point in my life, in my work with God, I'm just going to tell you the way it is. The same way he tells me, I'm just going to say it. If I offend you, I am sorry. I'm not sorry, right? God has the final say. You know, I'm gonna try to be, you know, try to be just make sure I, you know, pass the message on so you could get it. But this is how it is. The law of gravity doesn't, you know, pick sides. If you jump on a tree, if you get on a tree and jump off, you're gonna come to the ground. If you jump off a building, you're gonna accept you have some sort of like, you know, anti-gravity suit or whatever, which we've seen today. Again, you gotta understand that technology is gonna play a part in the last days. Let's not talk about technology today, right? But just so you understand that the law of gravity works whether or not you believe it. So if you don't believe, you know, that the devil is a liar, it's a darkness, that's okay, though. You got to understand that these things have been set from the foundation of the world. The same way you wake up, the sun comes up and in the morning, and at a certain time, it goes down. These are, you know, universal laws. Doesn't matter what I think about it, I could use some advantage, though. So in the same vein, and, and the devil, he brings all his fruits. The same way that the Spirit of God said that he has fruits, love, kindness, and all that stuff. And the genuine fruits, you will see being exhibited. He said, and you shall know them by this. It has to be evident. If you have certain fruits, people will see and they're like, oh my God, this person has that fruits. The same way you see somebody be like, they got a problem. You know, someone said you have an attitude, right? They see something. And it's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's verbal. It's something about the body language and stuff. Of course, people could read attitudes wrong or whatever. I'm just trying to say that the devil has fruits. And one of his fruits is hate, which begets mm. racism. Mm. 
Come on now. And the last thing I'm going to say before I pass it on to you, dear Mandy, because I'm seeing there's a lot coming out, right? Is you got to understand what happened between Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel were siblings. Oh. They were siblings, right? And what the yeah. devil, all the devil had to do was whisper into Cain's ears and yes. made him have what jealousy in his heart. Guess mm -hmm. how it ended? We know how the story ended. Cain killed his brother Abel. And so once you understand the genesis, the root of this stuff, now, as Christian, when we say arise and shine, you know how to tackle it. It's okay to go protest. I've been protesting. You know, of course, I'm not going there to smash stuff. I'm going there to make sure people have their voice. There's a way to speak, right? But it's, the Bible says, book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there's a time for every song of the song. There's a time to speak. There's a time to pray. Mm -hmm. And now, as Christians, and we're going to talk about what light does, and one of them is, you know, to show you times and seasons. Now, as Christians, it's our season to pray without season. The same way the devil came and, you know, pushed Herod and he killed James, the, 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 the preacher in Jerusalem. That's what he's doing now. He's inciting all this stuff, inciting all this stuff. And we have to understand that we do not fight and wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power and rulers of darkness in high places. Do you talk to us? Oh, Jesus, it's so much. It's so much. I mean, I think about, um, I've, you know, I've been keeping up with a lot of different apostles and prophets and what they have to say about this. And it's funny when you said you look at somebody and you said, oh, that person has an attitude and you realize that what you're looking at is a, is, is a, be, is a, a behavior. And it's like. But at first we shall know them, huh? people yes people um you know we want to if we could just slow down a bit and open our eyes to see that it is all laid out in front of us like it's so plain but because the world it's a battle and i don't know how else to say it like how you know if you believe that jesus christ is lord because the bible told you so then you must believe as well that Satan is real. And he is roaming around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. And he is going up to God like, I'm just trying to see who, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this. if you believe the word, then believe the word. Amen. And you want to be so mindful that it is evident that we are in a time where you got to pick a side. Like you said, KJ, you have to decide if you can be with God or not. God prefers you to do one or the other. He hates more than hot or cold that you are lukewarm. And KJ has been speaking about this from the beginning. He'd rather you not want nothing to do with him or have all to do with him. And this is really the time to decide what you're going to do. Point blank, period. And, um, and from there... Are you willing to get to know God? You see, um, I think it was, I don't know, I think it was Mandy who said something earlier, but I was thinking like, um, how do you respond to, to things really tells your truth as well, KJ, um, or who it is you're really fighting, because we're not fighting each other. It, 
we're not fighting one another. It's not, it's not me against Mandy. It's, it's this thing that's behind it all driving these vessels. You know, um, we are vessels and vessels lead to this one organ. And the thing is that what is working in that vessel? Is it, is it light or is it darkness? And you would tell by the, are you angry? Are you throwing things? Are you screaming? Are you in rage? Can you not control your mind? Then we have to talk. We have to sit down. You need prayer and you need to submit under the authority of Jesus Christ, which is where we talk about ordering the church. And like when you're being raised up and all these things in Christ, that's why you have a leader because you need to be trained. It's, it's all a practice. It, our minds are so powerful. I don't know why I'm going this way, but I'm going to just go. Oh, that's, that's really God speaking. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, our minds are so yeah, powerful. Renewing of the minds, like this thing that we have with our mind comes from childhood. I was actually reading on the inferiority complex. And when it starts, and it starts even from a child just being a baby, knowing that you have an adult near you like that is where it starts to feel like you are inferior to somebody and then it goes to your environment how did you grow up did you grow up in poverty did you grow up um being told that you're nothing it, it just starts from the you gotta see it you have to you have to speaking the truth and from that then you can make a change but if you don't want light to shine listen i am in, i am not perfect I am a vessel willing for God to use me. And you know, when you look at the people in, in the Bible, David, um, 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 Solomon, all these people, they were they were some twisted up people, but they loved God and they were and they were willing, they were willing and obedient. And that's what God needs. However, I allow God to I, I sit with God, I'm like, Lord, why am I thinking like that? What's what's going on? Boom, he shines his light, he exposes the darkness, and I rejoice. It hurts. It's ugly. I don't like it, but I thank you, God, because when you are near, no, nothing dark can stay, and I am light. You know. So what? what it, it is a, I, I, yes. Yeah, so that's. Before I turn it over to you, man. Before I turn it over to you, and listen, dear, you have no idea. So you guys are just speaking right now. She's speaking. It's just a lot coming out. But I want you to speak, Mandy. But before I speak, listen, dear, God said to tell you that. His love has perfected you. And so what we're moving, we're not moving with our righteousness. I mean, we could try all we can, but his righteousness is what covers us. So as he looks at us, what he sees is Jesus. He sees our righteousness. So guess what? You are perfect. Do you understand? And that's the eyes. I'm going to stop right here and let you speak, Mandy, because God is saying something right now that I have to share. It is so important. Mandy, I want you to speak before I go in. Okay. Um, well, first, let me speak what you just said. Can you tell me what righteousness means? Absolutely. So righteousness, by simple definition, is being right with God. There you go. That's all we need. Exactly right what you God. just said. What right. you just said. Now I'm going to continue on what is placed on my heart. Okay. So as both of you were speaking, God showed me the definition of guilt. If you go into Leviticus... 427, and this is in the NIV version. Of course, we don't usually read from that, but it says, suppose someone in the community sins without meaning to. If he disobeys any of the Lord's commandments, he is guilty. It's not a feeling. That's not what God is. That's what I said before. It's not a feeling. It's about the commandments of God. If we don't know our commandments, which is the book of God, 
then we can't say nothing about it. You can't speak. You can't speak. You can't speak what God wants you to say if you don't know the commandments. But also, as I spoke before, we can't manipulate it. Because if we manipulate God, that's not right. That's, that's not right. awesome. I have so, more. Wait, I have one more. I have one more. Go, Hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. God's okay. working. Hold on one minute. Okay. So in the KJV version, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and I, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Okay, let's go to the NIV version. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority, authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. Authority Amen. and command. Our authority comes from God. Our commands come from God. Who are y'all listening to? Y'all listening to man? Y'all can't listen to man. We got to listen to God. That's the problem. That's the problem. You got to tune in. You got to plug it in. Love and I'm going to speak. After, after you tell me what you have to say, I have some scripture and I have some word I have to get out, okay? Yeah. <laughs> some word. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to let you go. Um, but before, I just kind of want to say one thing. So a lot of times you just talked about people are listening to, you know, what are you listening to, man of God? You know, as Christians, you know, we take our we take our MOS, right? I keep using the word MOS, our instructions, our operation, you know, our, our order, our standard, our, you know, our command, like you mentioned, our authority. And as an ambassador, you know, you are, you bear the entire seal of a country, of a nation, of your, you know, whatever you're representing. As God's representatives on earth, we have to understand whose instruction we got to follow. You know, a lot of times you got to understand, remember what happened when Samuel, you know, came and told, hey, you know, Saul, God asked you to do something. What you doing? And he said, well, I'm trying to sacrifice. He said, listen, behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice. And a lot of time we have to understand that until people know, that's the key word, until people know the ginosko, until people know what exactly they have to do, they cannot do it right. And that's what the guy was saying as you were speaking, as you were speaking, the one thing you was saying that a lot of people have no idea what they have to do, who they are, you know, whose command it is. And that's why he's saying, listen, I want you all to come back, draw near, draw near while he might be found. And, you know, again, without, you know, trying to say a lot at the same time, you know, but I think we have to clearly understand that the person that has called us, that has called us, has sending, you know, instruction and manual, you know, like, like a transcript. He's saying, this is exactly how I want you to go about this. You know, when the world goes about this a certain way, this is how I want you to go about it, right? We look at the Bible and we look at the people of faith. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? It is impossible because a lot of people, remember the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the seas, right? They tried so hard to be, right? The Bible says they'll do something, they'll go wash their face and wash their hands. And that was you trying so hard. That's what happened in the law. 
the Lord brings, you know, death. Like, you will try, you cannot. You have to keep killing cows and stuff. But he said, listen, I killed my son. My son gave his life. So mm -hmm. all that stuff is nailed on the cross one time, right? And now, guess what? Now you could live, right? Now he activates his spirit in you. Now you are baptized in the spirit. Now you are immersed. Now, guess what happens? His fruit starts producing results in you. That's why he says, shine, right? And I'm going to read once we, I'm going to read, you know, um, the book of Matthew. I want you to see how he puts it, right? So he's not saying, may you shine? Do you want to shine? Is it okay if you could shine? He's saying, listen, shine. Almost like you've done the training. You've done the basic training. They're beautiful for, I don't know, about, you know, 12 weeks or eight weeks. And now they say, now go, go fight. Now you know when to duck. Now you know when to jump. Now you know when to shoot. Now you know when to defend. Now go shine, right? So you could see it was like an actual, is a word that comes from an understanding. An understanding that comes from knowing his word. So he said, the word have I hid in my heart, like an essence against you. And guess who the word is? The spirit of God. And so yes. the light that comes is the light comes with clarity. There's a clarity that comes with you understanding exactly what you have to do, right? And so I'll read Matthew chapter 5 from verse 13. Now the key meat is in 16, right? So 13 says, you are the light of the... Hang on one sec. I'm trying to read from the, the Passion Translation. Okay. All right. And I'm going to read from verse 13. Your lives are like salt among the people. But if you, like salt, become bland, how can your saltiness be restored? Flavorless salt is good for nothing. Mm. Mm. A prayerless Christian, an, an, an uninformed Christian, an uneducated Christian in the world, a Christian that is pulled away from the world. You understand what the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 1. He's like, it's like a tree planted by the river. If you're not plugged into God, if you're not plugged into the source, the person that called you, when you said, Lord, I decide to give you my life, that was your decision. I don't think there's anyone that ever got, you know, cursed to say, right? So when you decide to say, Lord, I give you my life, now I become a Christian. And for those of you that are not Christians, there's going to be a call at the end of this, you know, video, at the end of this live stream to give you the opportunity to join this, to join this life. This is the best life, really. As you can see, we're all smiling. It's something about people that like beautifies you. See, uh, you can see the glory right here. See, it's a beauty coming out. And that's what Spirit of God does. He makes your life shine. Proverbs chapter eight. He said He beautifies you, right? But then, come on now. So, a flavorless salt is good for nothing and will be thrown out and trampled on by others. Mm. That means you go out there. See, can you imagine a soldier that goes out to a war, throws out his armor and ammunition, probably takes out his, you know, his clothes, and he's just out there. Come on, man. You're going to get killed. And if you're not careful, you're going to get other people killed. Do you understand? Like, this is a war. This is an instruction. You're going out there. He's saying, listen, now go shine. You've been trained, right? So if you're not the one trained, now we got to pull you back and say, come, let's, let's read him together. That's what the Bible says. Let's come, let's rub mine. Let's talk about this thing, right? Let's understand. The Bible says that Paul was asking these people, by what name were you ministered to, right? Like, you know, you're a Christian, but like, you don't sound like you know what you're doing. You understand? Right. I'm going to try it again. Hey, I'm going to just read. I'm just reading the word. All right. <laughs> come on. Come on now. What's in? Your lives light up the world. Listen, man. I'm just, hey, 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 hey. You didn't hear me. Not my words. This is what the Bible says. Your lives, your lives light up the world. Amen. Come on, Amen. man. 
Like, you understand this. This is who you are. This is your MOS, Christians, people of God, your life, life of the world. Mm. Let others see your life from a distance. Mm. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it under an obscure place? Mm. You understand what mm. he's saying? How? This is, this is like he having a rationale. Like, he's like, he's thinking like, like who does, like you hear me when I say, who does something like that? Like, who does that? He's, like, he's asking a <laughs> question like, who does something like that? Why in the world would you think about doing that? Almost like, are you kidding me right now? That's what he's saying. Like, listen, who would light a light, a lamp, and hide it on an obscure place? He said, instead, it is a place where everyone in the house can benefit from his light. The question is, are people benefiting from your light? Mm. Instead, mm. It is a place where everyone in the house can benefit from his lights. So now you see what I'm saying. You see, so it's like now you have this information. Now this is the instruction. This is the, the operational part of the world, right? So don't hide your lights. Let it shine brightly before others. Mm. So that the commendable things you do. Ah, mm. all right. I'm going to put it back now. I want you to, I want you to go with me. I want you to go with me. I want you to come with this stuff. You're going to catch it right now. This are uh, action verbs. It's action. I want you to say it's action, right? It's so action. So he said, so don't hide your light. Let it shine. So he said, mm. yeah, let the light shine. Guess what? When it shines, right? When the light shines, it makes you do something, right? Look at it here. Let it shine brightly before others. So the, comm the commendable things you do, not he does. Right? We're going to wait for God to do it. What, what are you talking about? So the commendable things you do. So the Bible says again, Psalm 119 verse 105. The word is a light to my path. That means I'm walking, right? The word is leading me for Tizo, right? The word is a, is, a, is, is a GPS. It moves you around. It makes you do stuff. It's a force. It's wisdom, right? It goes from synesis to become phronesis. It's wisdom that acts with instruction. So he says, the commendable thing would to shine as light upon them. And then they will give praise they are praise to your father in heaven. So are you telling me it's possible that even before I minister to somebody or before I even tell them that Jesus is good, that they already see me and I realize what is inside and see, you know what, there's no light over here. I don't want that. So you're saying it's possible that people are reading us the whole time. And you know what I said last week, and I, I think I said all the time, that the name Christians, the Monica Christians, were not put upon the Christians by themselves. It was the people that said, yo, act like Christ. And you understand how Christ was the whole time, going about doing good, you know, mm. preaching, you know, you know yeah. healing, you know, like, yeah. you know, taking people out of darkness to light. Now, this was Christ. People knew who Christ was. He was known, the man of Galilee. People knew who he was. Jesus was of Nazareth. So people looked at him and said, yo, be acting like Christ over there. You understand? Like, well, like you'll be acting like Democrats or liberals, or you'll be acting like Nigerians. There's a certain stuff you do. And people like, oh, that's how these people be acting. Like, you be speaking like these guys, right? You hear that? So they gave them the word or the Monica Christian because of their Christ-like nature. So those guys were doing. Mm. Their lights were shining. And people like, you know what? You're Christians. So that's the meaning of the word Christians. That's the origin of the word Christians. Yeah. So the question is, you as a Christian, what are you doing in your catchment area, right? How is your life shining?
So now, again, you know, everything going on, how does your light shine? Dio, how does your light shine? Okay, listen, real quick. <laughs> I, you know, the Lord brought me back to his call. So I have, sorry, I'm kind of going on a journey right now with you guys um, regarding like, my testimony, right? So I have spoken before, so I'm not too much into it. Huh? So let it flow. Come on, let it flow. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. You're fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so um, so pretty much I was in church, you know, doing, but still living a worldly life. Like I was, I, you know, I was doing halfway in, halfway out. But I felt like if I was doing church, I was doing right and doing enough, right? But when God called me and it was like, I cannot hide, I cannot run. The, it, the call from God is like, I gotta go, you know? And the thing about when God opens your eyes and you literally become light to the world, you are different. And I just feel like the Lord wants me to remind you that you're going to stand out in a dark world. Mm. You're going to. Mm. People are going to say you're different. And it, it, you, may, you may get a good you're different or a bad you're different, depending on who it's coming from. Somebody could have a little light in them. And when you come, they're like, oh, my gosh, there's something about that person that is something like me. And then you might have people that are dark that are like, get out of here. And God gave me this vision. Like, um, KJ, when we started talking about light, you started talking about going into the house. When the light is off, you don't know where nothing is at. But the light is on, and then you see everything, and then there's another level when you actually know how to use it. And think about when you're in a dark room for a long time, and you turn the light, your eyes are, like, bothered, like you have to squint, and you have to get adjusted to that. You know, that's how it is when you go out into the, um, when you go out into the world as light, Right. Um, and then God also brought me this different dimension of this light, you know, this awakening with God. Um, and it's so funny because I want to ask you, KJ, um, you know, there's a lot of different belief systems that want to claim that they are light or, but they really don't, you know? Um, so I do, I do want that. I do want you guys to touch on that, but you know, I just want to remind you that you, that light stands out in darkness and you may be ostracized and you may be looked at as weird and you may be, um, you may be re um, rejected and all of that happened to the great light, which is Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. and you got to realize that we literally Jesus is in us. And so, if you look at it from a spiritual perspective, the devil don't care about you. He don't want Jesus to win. And so the the fight is because you carry him. That's why it's so hard. That's why you get the resistance. But you got to just keep going and surround yourself with other people that are like you to continue to be edified and encouraged and be okay with that. Be okay with that. Um, yeah, so I, I want I, I want to say that. I want to say that, you know, even in my process, I was beat down by people that were out that were in the dark, but I understood because I read the word of 
God that it wasn't a wrestle against flesh and blood and I did not take it personal. I continued to get in the word, speak the word, war with the word because that is my sword and that is what I fight with. Um, mm -hmm. But I do want you guys to please touch on the subject. There's people that believe they are, they, I'm woke. Like, I'm woke. Y'all, you know, they really believe that they have been awakened and they have not. All right, I'm going to start and I'll let you go, Mandy. Now, you have to understand that there are different types of light, right? Bible says, again, I was going to touch on, you know, different, what light does. And of course, the last one is light allows you to go, you know, see seasons, times and seasons. And of course, with times and seasons, there's a time, you know, there's, there's, the, there's the day, just first of all, it's the morning and the night, right? So, of course, we got the sun and the moon. The moon is a light. That actually gets this, you know, of course, I'm sure that moon is a very dark surface. And I guess all this light from the sun. So the sun rules over the moon. So you could be a moon. You could, you know, have a lesser light. It's still light. You still woke. You still understand, but it's not the light. You know, again, you have to understand we light with the variations of light. The Bible says that he's the father of all lights. So you could be a light, but he's still your father. Remember what happened when the ark of God was taken into, you know, um, into the land of, um, you know, um, into the land of um, the, I think it was the, the, um, in the, in the Old Testament, in the book of First Kings, it was taken into where he had to come into and Dagan, the Philistines. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of the God. I think it's Dagan. The Bible says that as soon as the ark entered, you know, the, the temple of Dagan, he fell on his head. Now, Dagan was the light to the people, right? Dagan was the light to the people. All the people saw Dagan, and there were a lot of people that were blessed by Dagan. You have to remember that in Egypt, there were gods for everything. It was gods of fertility. The Egyptians were very fertile people. They were rich people. They were gods of, you know, different stuff. But what happened when Moses saw us dropped on the floor? He turned into a snake that swallowed all the other snakes. He said, among all the gods, it's none like you. So you could be a light. I'm not saying you're not a light. I'm not saying you're not a woke. I'm saying there are different levels of light. The Bible says that he is the father of all things. But I want to read something to you. Very important. I'm going to read, I'm going to read two different scriptures to back it up with the word. John chapter 14, verse 6. John 14, verse 6. I'm going to, I'm going to read from, you know what? How about we just read from verse 1? Just so we see the context, right? But verse 6 is the meat. And I'm going to read as fast as I can so we'll get there real quick, right? Because I know it's 10 o'clock and we got to try to wrap up around 10.30. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. So a little bit of context. People thought, who is Jesus? Are you one of the prophets? You know, are you, you know, Elijah? Are you, like, who is this guy, right? So Jesus, according to these guys, is one of the lights. Because we have many lights, you know. Christians, Muslims, you know, Buddha, all that stuff, right? All respect to all the, you know, those religions. But I want you to see how he separated himself, right? So for the world people, people looking at astrology, I want you to see where the distinction is, right? Like I said, you could stay and be under a certain light, but until you understand the source of even that one light, you probably be a little bit deceived, right? Very deceived. In my father's house are many mansions. If you were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you, you know, and, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. Five, Thomas, I love Thomas, right? The guy, the guy, the guy with a question. The world guys ask a lot of questions, right? Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how do we know you the way? Or how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, mm. the truth, and the mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Listen, 
I want you to listen to the next line. No one comes to the Father except through me. No other religion on earth has openly said that there's no other way but through us. Only the Christians, only the Word of God has categorically stated that there's only one way, not many ways. There's only one way, and that's what Jesus is saying. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm going to go very quickly to John, right? I'm gonna read, again, we're still in John, right? John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 1. And I'm going to spin very quickly. I want to show you something that he said again to a different person. I want you to see how he said it. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. Again, I'm reading John chapter 3, for verse 1. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now listen to what Jesus says. Glory to God. Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, Santa. <laughs> he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Praise the Lord. And so, again, how do you know, you know, I, I, your question is about, you know, being woke is, listen, they are different levels of light. Even our eyes, science actually, that our optical eyes cannot pick up all the lights. Like, we can't pick up all the, all, all the sonic light we, in the room. We can't, we can't understand some of the lights with our optical eyes, right? So you actually need some, you know, infrared, the X-ray and all that stuff. So, again, you could be a light. Mm -hmm. But... I'm going to be a lesser light when I know there's a greater light, right? <laughs> Yo, I mean, I'm thinking, think about it one second. Pharaoh was the biggest thing back in the days, and he like, yo, come on, call my guys, call all this stuff. And just one more for you, right? Just one more for those of you that are still asking, what are you talking about? I'll still go back to history. King Nebuchadnezzar, he said, I'm a king, I'm a god. The man was so, he was the greatest of the greatest, right? He was the iron ruler. He said, you're going to have to bow to me. When you hear the sound or whatever, or we're going to turn it to the fire furnace. And just keep right quick to the end of that story that the man came out and said, listen, how about we read this stuff, man? What are you saying? Do we read this stuff? How about we read it? I want you to see the man himself. This is, of all the woke people on earth, this is the wokest person. He was so woke that he called himself a god. All right? I'm going to read it right quick. So this is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay? All right, Mandy, go ahead. I'm trying to pull my Bible up. Go ahead. I know you're trying to share. Okay. Um, I want to speak upon uh, or speak towards the armor of God that was on my heart to speak. Um, I'm going to read from Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and I'm going to read from the King James Version. It says, finally, my brethren, we strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, and ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand an evil day, and having all done, have done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your lions girt about the truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, whereth ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. That is the armor of God, and that during this time um, of spiritual warfare is something that we need to read and manifest in and let it shine through us. Amen. I think it's, your, it's your turn now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my data was, you know, accent a little bit iffy. But I'm reading Daniel chapter three. Now okay. this is the story of Shadrach, Mishael, and Abednego. If you haven't read the story, I want you to read it from verse one all the way down. But I'm just gonna have do some key highlighting. I want you to see, you know, how the king boasted. I want you to hear his boast. Like I talked about being woke this was the wokest man in the whole history in that time, right? And I want you to see what he said at the ending. So I'm just going to pull beginning of his boast and the ending, okay? And then if you want one more, I'll give you one more, okay? But okay. this is, I think this is important, you know? A lot of people are saying, why do I have to be a Christian? I'm good, you know? I'm okay, you know? I know this, I know that. This is so striking. So thank you for the question, all right? All right, so uh, I'm reading. Can you tell us? Before you go, can you tell us the scripture again? I didn't hear it. Yes, yes, of course, absolutely. Daniel chapter 3. Okay, I got it. Daniel chapter 3. So I'm going to read from verse 4. Again, I'm just going to read the boast of the king. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages. He wasn't talking <laughs> to one. This a man was telling the whole world. This, this man was big. He called himself a god, all right? If you say no, he's going to strike. Like, the man was eliminating nations, right? He was like, he was like an eraser. He was bad, all right? So hear this man talking. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Then hear out the cry aloud. To you is commanded all peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery um, in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to scroll, scroll down all the way to, I'm going to see, to verse 13. Maybe I'm going to just read from verse 12 so you see why he said what he said. So um, a few people came out, they were like, you know, snitching on these guys, right? There are certain Jews whom you have sent over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. 4 and 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and fury gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? 15. Now, if you're ready at a time, you hear the sound of the horn, flutes, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music and fall down and worship the image I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast me into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? 
the man was so boastful and so full of himself. He said, no God shall deliver from my hands. Okay. All right. So this guy is again, um, 16, saying, O king, the book of Nazar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If it is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor we will worship the gold image which you have set up. All right? So now I'm going to scroll all the way down, okay, to verse 24. <laughs> so now they've been thrown, they've been bound. In fact, the fire was so hot that the men that bound these guys were killed even before they got there. So it was very, very hot. 24. And then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, the... Um, yeah, that's fine. I'll read from there. He said, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He said, Look, I see four men lose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they were not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then the Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fairy furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come out here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. And the fat traps, administrators, governors, and the kings all gathered together. When they saw these men whose bodies the fire had no, the fire had no power over, the hair of their head had not sinked, nor were the garments affected. The smell of fire was not upon them. Ah, this is where I was trying to go to the whole time. 28. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abadnego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants, who he trusted in him. They have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they should not serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything that means the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abadnego shall be cut in pieces. And your house shall be made as a, oh my God, listen. That's what we do. That's how we roll. We <laughs> are backed by the God himself, right? <laughs> so again, to the people that are woke, they are kings. This one, this one was woke. He was so woke, he was called a God. But then he, at the end of the day, he himself said that the God of these guys over here is the one true God. Praise the Lord. And, and again, just for reference, I want you to read up the story of David and Goliath. Goliath was making someone, he said, I'm going to do this. I'm David came and said, what? You undefiled Philistine. I, I, want you, I want you to read. I, I, we don't have enough time to go into what David was saying. But David was saying the same thing like these young men. I listen, our God is the one true God. So I am saying it right now boldly, live, that the God that we serve is the one true God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I'm telling you. I think Thank it's you. awesome. The Bible says, make your boast in the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? Make your boast in the Lord. Say some trust in chariots and, you know, in kings and, you know, stock and bonds. My boast is in the name of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. That's what David said. My boast is in the name of the Lord. Make your boast. Listen, if you know what you got, you will go out and proclaim this thing without shame or fear. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. What you talking about, man? Like, I got the big guy behind me. And I got the big guy in me. Whoa. You know how we rolled up? So, I don't think you have to understand that there are oh, lots of stuff out there. 
But you understand the <laughs> one true light. That's why he said that you are the light of the world. Go and shine. Go and show for my marvelous praise, right? So that's the whole that's the whole idea that God loved us so much and he said, I want to reconcile you to myself. And it's so amazing that everything I talked about in the Old Testament were people that were influenced once upon a time. But what we have now, we are in the dispensation that we have this stuff, right? Bible says in the book of John chapter 14, that I shall let I shall send you another one like me. So Jesus said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be going, but I'm gonna send you another one like me. And that's the Holy Spirit saying, shall guide you into all truths. So when we speak like this, it's the Holy Spirit guiding us into this truth. It's a discovery, y'all. You discover this thing like, oh my God, like I didn't talk about the house. Like you come into a house, you could have a sort of, you know, I don't know, they're like, I don't know, let's use a car. You get a new car that's like, you know, voice activated, it's like, you know, computerized. You have no idea what to do. So you have to learn, you have to find a manual. The Holy Spirit is the one that created man. Do you understand what I'm saying? He knows you better than you know yourself. And he's telling you right Amen. now that you are a light. I want you to go out there and shine. So that's the whole excitement that with everything going on, that we as Christians have to understand that we have a charge. If people are hurting around you, I'm sorry, as a Christian, it's kind of your fault because you kept your mouth shut. The church kept their mouth shut and they grabbed James and killed him. But when they grabbed Peter, oh my gosh, it was like, no, that's not going to happen. They prayed. The Bible says that they prayed so much that an angel came and got the guy out of jail. That's mm -hmm. why he said, I want you to go preach the good news. It is good news. He's saying, hey, listen, y'all, this is good news. This is God saying, I'm reconciling to myself. I love you so much. I want mm -hmm. you to understand that we, from the beginning of time, have been trying to get to God. When you are seeking religion or stars or astrology or science or philosophy or politics or whatever, you are looking for God. You, the whole time, old men, that boy. Like, when, like, when you see that men boy. trying to, people say they're trying to find something, there's something like the people going to astrology and, you know, witchcraft and all that stuff, you're looking for something. What you're looking for the whole time is God. The only person that can fill that void is God. Only God fills that void. The stuff you're searching for is God. And guess what he said? I found you. Mm. I found you. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what he's saying. I found you. That's why he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you. Like the whole time he's been following you. The prodigal son came on and said, Father, he said, Look, mm -mm -mm. don't, don't, don't hush his son and hug him. Give him a ring, a sign of power. You talked about authority. Give him a ring and say, my son, I love you. Give him a robe. Give him a robe. Hallelujah. And so, again, I'm telling you right now, if you are out there in the world, you're hurting. You're asking yourself, oh, like, what is going on? God is saying, I'm calling you to myself. He said, mm. I call you to myself. To myself. He's calling you to himself. The Bible says that, surely, goodness and message shall follow us all these days of our life. He said, I'm chasing you. Psalm 23, verse 6. I want you to read it from the message translation. He said, my beauty and my love chases after you. He's chasing after you. Even while you're out there doing what you're doing. He said, listen. And I know you could hear him. I know you could hear him. He said, man is a spirit. That lives in a body and has a soul, but you are spirits. I'm speaking to your spirits. He's calling you, say, Come to me. Oh, you that label. There's so much going on. Oh, you that label. There's so many, like, oh my God, I can't take this anymore. He said, Oh, you that label, come to me. And I shall give you rest, peace, and joy. He said, I'm your rest and your fortress. God is saying, Come to me. He said to the one at the Samaritan where he said, Listen, if I give you what I shall never test no more. Never test no more. Never ever test no more. And that's the call, yo. That's the call. 
He's not saying, the Bible said, like, he's not imputing your sins to yourself. You can see that in the book of Romans. He's not imputing to your sins to yourself. He said, listen, I've made peace with you guys. I've made peace. We're good now. We're good. He said, I shall not condemn you to your sins. My son already died on the cross. When I look at you, he said, I see, Lord. You got to understand that God loves the sin, but hates the sin. He loves you so much, but he can't stand the sin, though. And the only way the Bible says, like, wishes of sin is death. He doesn't want you to die in your sin. That's why he sent his son. I said, I'm going to let you die on the cross. He said, Father, can this be possible? But I said, never your will, but my will be done. Like, he understood there was a plan, there was a job. And so I ask you today, if you don't understand what we're talking about, we're talking about Christian, we're excited, we're shouting, we're screaming. It's God calling you to himself. This is love calling you, yo. This is love calling you. It's our love. This is the love call. It's love. It's not condemnation. If anybody ever condemned you, listen, I'm telling you right now. He said, I love you so much. He said, I loved you even when you were in the womb. He said, mm. I knew you had formed you and I knew you. He knew you. He knew this day was going to come. Yeah. He'd known you the whole time. I want you to close your eyes and say this prayer after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Say, thank you. Thank you. Say, I believe. Believe. That you are the one true God. That you are the one true God. And you sent your son, Jesus. And you sent your son, Jesus. To die for my sins. To die for my sins. So I believe. I believe. That he was raised for my justification. He was raised for my justification. And now. And now. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free to shine. I'm free to shine. And therefore, I confess the Lordship of Jesus over my life. I, confess I am saved. I am saved. Now I'm born again. Now I'm born again. Amen. Amen. If you said this prayer, welcome. Amen. Welcome. This is welcome to the family. I'm telling you. And this is the best thing, y'all. There's still, you know, of course, there's steps to go and I know you have questions, we have answers, and I want you to feel free to reach out to us, you know, send us a message. Um, when we have the announcement, Dio's gonna tell you how you could get in front of us, how you could get, you know, um, our emails. I want you to talk to us, I want you to share what God is doing. If you listen to this word, I want you to share what God was telling you the whole time. We really wanna hear you speak. I don't know if people are commenting, Dio, so I'm gonna turn it over to you right now. But before that, I wanna pray for you that said this prayer. Father, I bless you for your children. I thank you, Father, for you said you know, you said you know all the hair that is on everybody's head. You also know the ones that are going to be saved. Father, we thank you for they have made this decision. Father, we thank you for your love has found them. Finally, they are home, Lord. <laughs> they are home, Lord. They are home. Father, we thank you for the devil should not snatch the word in your heart. Father, we thank you for they are receiving your word even now. We thank you for their lives are walking in the light of this world. Father, we thank you for your light is going to be shining before men and women. They shall become witnesses. And I know that they shall come back and say, thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for going through us and speaking through us. We thank you for this fellowship. Father, we thank you for your good. Thank you, God. You are sweeter than a honeycomb. We thank you, mm -hmm. Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm like, I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm just joyful. Um, it's so good. Thank you, Bendy. Thank you, KJ, um, just for your wisdom, for shining your light, and um, for sharing what God has placed in your heart. 
I want to thank everyone for watching today. Um, congratulations and welcome to the kingdom of God for those who entered the call. Um, if you have questions, I mean, when you give your life to Christ, it's a process. It's a process and we are a family and you are um, not to do this alone. Um, I recommend that you start off by reading the gospel of John. Um, that gospel will really lead you into the full knowledge of Christ, understanding his character, who God is. And um, if you have questions, we are available. First, you can DM us on Facebook, um, or you can email us at godsanchorleg at gmail.com, G-O-D-S-A-N-C-H-O-R-L-E-G at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube as well. These messages will be uploaded to YouTube. Um, God's Anchor Leg is the handle, Instagram, God's Anchor Leg, and available on podcasts as well. We are still waiting to be on um, Apple Podcasts, but we're on Spotify, Anchor FM, Breaker Radio, all, all other platforms we're there. So feel free to re-listen to this word. Faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God, you want to submerge, drown yourself with the word of God as the Holy Spirit does the work in transforming you into the perfect image of Christ Jesus. And so that's what we've got. Mandy, do you have any last words? Um, I do, but I don't think time's going to permit it. So maybe I can next week leave you with this small little message and I can fill back in on next week. Um, the jingle, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the jingle, plug it in, plug it in. Does anybody remember that? You remember that? Yeah. So plug it in, plug it in. Exactly. So that's what I want to leave everybody with, you know, keep on singing that and then let God transpire in you. It's just, I'm excited. It's just so, I'm so happy. It's just great. It's just great. <laughs> it, is, it is a happy thing. And Mandy, um, feel free to just release the word on God's anchor leg page too. Like if you, you know, feel free to do that. Um, I want to encourage you guys. I just want to speak life over you. Um, I want you to know that God loves you. God is with you. He's in you. He's in front of you, beside you, behind you, protecting you. He's over you. God is everywhere. If you would just allow him to, to show you himself, feel free to just let go and let God lay everything down at his feet. And just be free to move. Say what's on your heart. If it's coming from love, say it. You don't know who will be changed by it, who will who will be touched by it, who will be um, blessed by it. I just want to declare and decree that you are in peace. You have peace. I declare and decree that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against you shall be condemned. I want to declare and decree that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guards your mind and your heart in Christ Jesus. And I want to declare and decree that this week you will know the truth and you will understand what it is to have on the full armor of God. We thank you, Lord. Thank we you, bless you. We honor and we worship you. And um, yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. I have one more thing. I have one more thing. <laughs> it just came to me. So to leave, I want to leave with that. I just want everyone to know that we're not perfect. You know, we all have a testimony. And this is a time to come forward and express your testimony. Let us know your struggles. Let us know what you're hurting with so we can lead you to what God wants for you and what he wants to give you. That's it. All right.
Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Amen. I love y'all. We'll talk soon. <laughs>